You are listening to a podcast from The National. This week we've been promised an electric vehicle revolution by 2020 after the Dubai government announced several initiatives that are going to get us behind the wheel of hybrids and Teslas and Leafs, you name it. The word is electric and that is going to be how we'll be getting from A to B. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi. This is the Business Extra podcast coming to you from our newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm very happy today to be joined by Chris Nelson, Assistant Business Editor. Welcome, Chris. Hi, welcome. Thank you. So Chris is here because he has somewhat a speciality in the transport of the future. You've been covering it for some time Mm -hmm. for us, all the different technologies and aspects. But just to talk about the specific news this week where the Dubai government announced these specific initiatives to get... I think the proportion of electric cars on the road will be 2% by 2020 and 10% yeah. by 2030. How, how much of a landmark moment is this? Um, I think it's, it's another sign of, of Dubai leading from the front. Um, it's an ambitious target, really. 32,000 cars it equates to by 2020, um, and uh, obviously significantly more than that uh, later down the line. Um, the way the Approaching it is interesting because the use of initiative uh, of initiatives and incentives such as free charging across the Emirate for for, for a couple of three years, uh, free Salic for for um, uh, electric vehicles is interesting. But uh, there is a, a basic element which is as yet not available in this country, and and that is choice. Um, it's it's a limited choice at the moment, and um, as the chief of um, VW uh, said recently. Um, there are two ways of, of getting electric vehicles to be um, taken up in the quantities that uh, the people behind them are hoping for. One is choice, and two is to make sure that the choice is of exciting cars. Um, you know, it's only a few years ago that you know your, your Leaf and your your Volt and your your uh, Prius were really they were they were laughable, really, and they they sort of garnered a a reputation of being driven by sort of pipe-smoking beardy weirdies. And, um, but then Tesla came along, completely smashed the mould and produced effectively electric supercars that looked fantastic um, and were high-end luxury. So suddenly electric vehicles lost that, that kind of, you know, um, rather dull tab and, and they are now cool. BMW's latest supercar, for instance, um, is absolutely glorious and it can sit alongside a McLaren or anything like that with no problem. So the excitement factor is there. Um, the choice as yet is still limited even outside of Dubai. Um, and Muller again said that uh, by 2025 VW plans to have um, 80 models that are electric of which 50 will be purely electric, not hybrid. Uh, and other, obviously other manufacturers are going to be doing similar. Volvo already has said that by 2019, every one of its models will be um, electric. Um, so it's moving in the right direction. Uh, 2020, I mean, it's two years away. That's, that, to get 32,000 drivers to switch to electric, uh, I mean, I don't know how many there are at the moment, but there's, there's certainly nowhere near that. It's in the low hundreds at most, I would have thought. So that's ambitious. So... To hit those targets, those two things are going to have to be available to, to, to customers, choice and a choice of exciting cars. Um, of course, if you happen to own a classic car, you might be thinking, with, along with the, you know, the bans in, in, uh, coming in in um, the UK and France uh, by 2040 on petrol and diesel cars, you might be thinking, oh dear, I'm not going to be able to drive my, um, 
my classic car, but uh, it, there's even opportunity there. There's a company in England set up that uh, will retrofit your classic E-Type Jag with a pure electric power plant. Doesn't affect the looks, doesn't affect the handling. Um, so as the company says, you can now pr future-proof your classic car. So it's spreading uh, wider than just the, um, you know, just the, the kind of narrow uh, customer, new customers market. I mean, definitely we're tapping into a consumer trend here. There is There has been a shift um, in perceptions, as you quite rightly say. There's also potentially going to be a lot more choice. And certainly the, the choice of an electric car isn't as niche as it once was. But if we take a step back, I refer to Saeed Altair, who's the MD and CEO of DWA, the utility in Dubai, but he's also vice chairman of the Emirates Supreme Council of Energy, which actually has made sure that these incentives come through. He talked about the bigger picture. One is uh, the environmental aspect of it, which is uh, by having more electric cars on the road, you cut emissions. Uh, Dubai and the UAE in general has got very aggressive targets in terms of emissions and uh, improving their carbon footprint. And also, Dubai itself is pushing to be what they're calling a smart city, mm -hmm. essentially not just free Wi-Fi, but also being smart and managing its resources. There's been a very big push for renewable energy, um, a lot of initiatives happening across the country, but particularly in Dubai, mm -hmm. rooftop solar being one example. So there is a bigger sort of thing at work here. There's a bigger vision Definitely, at play. Yeah, yeah. It isn't just about buy a Tesla, not a BMW, <laughs> no offense to BMW drivers. But um, there, is, there is that. And and perhaps that feeds into the larger, bigger global picture. Um, if we talk about some of the other countries that have made this push, in the region, perhaps only Jordan is one good example of where mm -hmm. um, there have been the right incentives, particularly when it comes to tax, because mm -hmm. there's quite quite a bit of tax going on in that country. And I, from what I've seen when I visited Amman, the capital there, there are a lot of Priuses, mm -hmm. and, and people have taken up the idea of hybrids mm -hmm. and electric cars mm -hmm. because of the cost. Yeah, um, and here that perhaps cost isn't such a factor as it might be in other countries. Definitely, yeah. But the incentives have worked elsewhere. Norway being another mm -hmm, example, mm -hmm. um, where again tax breaks have helped to get more of these cars on the road. And the UK government is talking about similar similar approach as well with free charging or, or subsidised charging. Yeah. And is, but our, I guess what I'm I'm trying to ask you is, does it all come down to these two things, the environmental? aspect of it, which certain people don't even believe in. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, the, the idea of we have to be more efficient. We have, if we're going to be embracing all kinds of technology, AI, um, you know, all, all kinds of different applications mm -hmm. for it, that we also have to think about how we use transport. And it, I guess it brings in other uh, technologies like Hyperloop, mm -hmm. like we were talking mm -hmm. a few weeks ago about platooning when mm -hmm. it comes to trucks. Mm -hmm. um, is it all part of the same sort of big jigsaw? Well, I think it is part of the same big jigsaw, but is is it, uh, I think it's questionable as to whether it, it's, you know, the people of the world sitting around scratching their heads and saying, oh, we must be more environmental, we must look after the, uh, must look after the planet more. I think it's basically a human instinct to go for something that's cheaper, that's cooler, and um, that you feel you're part of a, of a, of a revolution. Um, uh, and if it's one for the better, then you can, you can also... Um, you know, take the moral high ground too. So I think by the commercial aspects, the, the, the uh, you know, offering great products um, at a price that's affordable um, and incentives then to use those products, that is what is, is driving the revolution. I don't, I don't believe that it would come about otherwise because 
people don't like change particularly. So unless they're incentivized to change, um, it doesn't happen by itself. So I think I think what Dubai is doing is exactly the right way to go about it. Um, and how the big car companies are responding is is crucial for they, they have to work in a symbiotic relationship. So it is part of the same jigsaw. They've got to work. One works to to raise the interest and the demand. The other, the car companies provide the supply for that demand, and the whole thing will will take up. It will it will pick up across the board. I mean, you look at Tesla; doesn't only make cars, of course. Um, available, I think they're available here. They soon will be. They make um, solar tiles that uh, do the same thing as solar panels, but they're, they're tiles. Um, so, with a company like Tesla, um, it's not only it's it's a it's a complete revolution to to cleaner energy um it's not just transport they're, they're looking at it from a from every aspect you can think of to a certain extent the, the car makers are too they're buying up tech companies they're buying up um uh, new energy companies and startups and things like that with a view to, to putting together i think a, a, a more comprehensive package that relates to what will be the new world basically um that one that's powered by by renewable um i think that's inevitable more business extra just a second, but first, allow me to tell you about The National's other podcasts. Beyond the Headlines takes a deeper dive into the biggest news from the week with distinct Middle Eastern point of view. An extra time from our esteemed sports desk is the best place to chat about the English Premier League and more. Subscribe to both shows as well as this one on iTunes or find us at all, as always at thenational.ae. You're listening to The National's Business Extra podcast from our newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi. With me is Chris Nelson, who's assistant business editor. We're talking about the electric vehicle revolution. As I was saying earlier, there was some big news in the UAE this week. The Dubai government's announced very specific incentives to get more hybrids and electric vehicles on the road. This includes uh, free salic, free parking. For electric vehicles, free charging, which is kind of a game changer, we think, and kind of comes into line with some of the most advanced economies in the world that are trying to embrace this trend. Now, we were talking a little bit about the environmental impact. I was in uh, Bahrain last week at uh, the IISS Bahrain Bay Forum, and the Bahraini oil minister was speaking. He has kind of a stump speech, sort of, uh, if you like, evangelical for why peak oil hasn't happened. He says, we talk about electric cars, but there isn't enough lithium in this world, uh, or at least being produced fast enough, uh, to keep up to the demand for electric vehicles and the batteries that they need. Um, we were talking earlier about this, Chris. You were saying it's sort of a there's a whole conversation about the the materials needed for electric. Yeah, cars. The, the potential dark side. Yeah, um, every cloud has a has a silver lining, or the other way around in this case. Or a lithium um, lining. A lithium lining. Yeah, um, yeah. There are there are downsides to to um, the materials used with electric vehicles in particular. Um, lithium, whilst uh, the stump speech was saying it, it, there's maybe not enough being produced fast enough. Um, it's not a particularly rare um, uh, element. However, there are two elements that are rare earth elements, as they're called, um, which um, are crucial to the lithium-ion batteries that are used in the vast majority of, of uh, electric vehicles. And that both those are extremely difficult to produce, and the production of uh, the production of one ton of rare earths will result in two thousand tons of toxic waste. Now, that in itself is a problem. In in an advanced c country, that would be a problem of dealing with it. But the fact that eighty five percent of the rare earths available to the rest of the world come from China uh, is is a potential environmental problem because. 
Uh, China doesn't have a great record environmentally, and it is known that where these bare earths are being uh, mined, there are acres and acres of, of um, sludge pools, which is absolutely toxic, um, and it's just left there. So there is a dark side from that point of view. Um, I think the production of those rare earths uh, has got to be looked at. Um, if, if we're going to stick to this almost evangelical let's save the world approach by using electric vehicles and, and, and clean energy and this, that and the other. We have to have a look at what the, um, what the, the, the side, side parts are, how, the production of the materials necessary to create this revolution. Um, and at the moment, I don't think that's being addressed. I don't think many people are that aware of it, really. I mean, for in, and it's a, there's a lot of it. For instance, in your average Toyota Prius, there is over 20 pounds of rare earth material in that vehicle. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a lot. Uh, so a lot is going to have to be produced. I know but investors were, were, were putting a lot of money behind rare earths mm -hmm. in the last couple of years mm -hmm. because, because of sort of the increase in mm -hmm. take up of hybrids, mm -hmm. uh, vehicles in particular. Uh, but it, it comes down to the fact that there, there needs to be some nuance in the messages that are going mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. um, it cannot be that straightforward if save the penguins, save the polar bears, save the ice caps, mm -hmm. drive an electric mm -hmm. car, mm -hmm. because it, it never is that simple. Mm -hmm. um, you, 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 nothing exists in a vacuum. You replace one thing that potentially damages the environment with something else because we're humans, we're on the planet, we have an impact, we mm -hmm. have an effect. Um, I think somebody, I can't, remember, I can't remember exactly who said it, but somebody said the only way to save the planet is to get rid of people. <laughs> but, you know, the, it's it's not going to happen, hopefully. Um, but um, Well, not yet. Not exactly, not for a long time. Uh, but, okay, so let's let's talk about the other aspect of it that was mentioned in Dubai this week, which is sort of the efficiency and the and being smart and, and saying technology is available now, we have to evolve. Because in truth, um, the internal combustion engine hasn't really evolved that much no, not in the last 100 years, years, hundred years yeah, has it? Yeah, no, and, no, and, it's a hundred year old technology, yeah. And yet it's still ubiquitous and mm -hmm. it's still being used. And you think about how fast computers have developed, for mm. example. Um, uh, the cars have not, in of themselves, in terms of the engine, really taken on mm -hmm. that much of a, of a revolution, revolution even. Inside, okay, they brought in a lot of smart tech and gadgets, and they brought in the digital economy, mm. if you like, inside the cabin. Mm. But the actual thing that drives it, I mean, hybrids are probably the biggest development that we've had oh, in without, many years. without doubt, yeah. I mean, effectively, up until then, they were just gilding the horse. It was just a, you know, a nice new coat for the same old horse. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it is, a, it is a complete change away from, from uh, what was, as we say, a 100-year-old te uh, tech. Um, and it's surprising it took that long. I, I personally think one of the drivers for it was, uh, was the increase in the price of petrol, uh, of oil, therefore making petrol... Um, and diesel a lot more expensive than, than it had been for a while. And I think... You're that, going back 10 years yeah, before the financial crisis. Yeah. Right? And I think that kind of started the new wave of tech entrepreneurs beginning to, to realize that, um, you know, there was the way of, tr of, of being transported had not been looked at for such a long time that surely there must be another way of doing it. And that tied in with developments in other, other parts of solar energy and this, that, and the other. And the two came together quite naturally 
driven by far-sighted entrepreneurs such as Musk and. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I may go on a tangent here, but I wonder if there are not some parallels here with the car, where there was with smoking. I mean, you talk about things that people are emotionally attached mm. to. It becomes part of their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, the messages that have gone out to sell cars to people over the years, over mm -hmm. the generations, has been so emotive. Mm -hmm. The car you drive says something about who you are. Yeah. Um, and in the same way that it took years and years and years of messaging to, 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 to make people understand how dangerous mm -hmm. smoking mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're not saying cars are dangerous. Please don't write in. Um, but w what I'm saying is that to change that behavior where mm -hmm. we so much money has been spent on this, the psychology of convincing you to drive mm -hmm. a particular car, mm -hmm. that it can't just be un unwound in seconds, particularly when we're talking about the aspirational aspect of the brand and all these economies where populations are becoming wealthier they feel it's their turn to drive the BMW, the Mercedes, the monster truck, the muscle mm -mm, car, mm -mm. and you're telling them, no, you can't have that. Well, at the moment you're saying that, but, but you know, you have Mercedes, BMW, are all developing um, their own uh, electric vehicles, and Mercedes is not going to make a bad car. It's not going to make a car you don't want. Um, and as I say, with Tesla having broken the mold, Having a good electric car now is pretty. But they're is, more. But right now they're more expensive. They are more expensive right now. But that's the, as with anything new to market, it starts off at a certain price. I mean, you think about you know buying a motor car in 1912. I mean, that was you know the preserve only. I remember of the it very, well. <laughs> my, my first Model T. <laughs> I mean, it was the preserve of the very wealthy, wasn't it? Um, but what happened over the next couple of three decades, um, as you say, it became ubiquitous. Maybe like plasma screens when they first yeah. came out, they were they were very yeah. very expensive. Absolutely, and, and now, and only rich people had them. And but. now you, everyone's got five. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but um, absolutely. So I take your point that you know. Things will progress. I guess it comes down to the more people buying them, the cheaper they become. They yeah. become more commoditized Absolutely, like anything yeah. else. Yeah. And the tech, of course, as well. The more the tech develops, the more that it, that will become cheaper as well. We might get to a situation where you don't need to use rare earths in batteries, and therefore one of the problems would be eradicated. It, the ba the, you come back to the batteries. Say Tesla doesn't just make tiles; they also make batteries. Mm -hmm. um, and battery technology has been something that's actually been lagging behind um, the the rest of sort of technological advancement. And and they're probably not as efficient as they need to mm -hmm. be. And, and and perhaps the next big breakthrough, people have been saying this for many years, is is a sort of smaller uh, cell, as they call it, a, a different type of battery. Yeah, I, th I, think it, I think it has to go that way. I mean, although it's compressed into a much shorter space of time, the parallels are there with the engine itself, the petrol engine itself. Um, a battery's been a battery for a very long time, and really there hasn't been that much of a change. It's become much more efficient, but... The, the the kind of um, the revolution that you're seeing in propulsion with regards to cars has not really happened with regards to energy storage or energy creation with using using battery power. It is of course getting more efficient. We're at a situation now where Mercedes, among others, Man as well, um, have um, are developing electric trucks. Now the reason they can do that now is because batteries are a lot lighter and a lot more efficient than they were previously. It was just a truck was too heavy to be driven by a battery. Well, that's changing. So it is developing, but I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, there needs to be the, the, the big breakthrough in, in um, battery uh, development that will complement the revolution, um, the, the, the ideological revolution, I think. Um, and uh, yes, I, th I, can, I can see that coming in the next four or five years. Um, because it, it, it has to, really. Um, batteries, at the moment, are probably getting to about the limit 
that technology can take them without them being fundamentally different. And I think they're going to have to be redesigned in, in the same way that um, other pieces of technology, the engine, for instance, uh, had to be redesigned in, to enable the revolution to continue. This is the Business Extra podcast. You're listening to Mustafa Al Rawi and Chris Nelson, assistant business editor. We're talking about the electric vehicle revolution, evolution. Is it really happening? How quickly are people going to get behind the wheel of that different type of car or truck? Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how technology is advancing. Uh, perhaps we should also look a little bit at um, you know the, the the sort of more global picture um, when we talk about electric vehicles um, and we think about America, the UK, Western countries, even in China, where, you know, there's there's been a huge growth in the sale of cars. And we say, you know, at what point uh, will we see the tipping of more sales of electric vehicles versus petrol engines? Um, at the very beginning of the, the episode, Chris, you were quite rightly talking about how perceptions are changing. Um, a little anecdote, uh, I was in London in May, um, I was sitting in a cafe, the weather was quite nice, um, a car went by, it was a Lamborghini, no one batted an eyelid, a Tesla went by and everybody mm. looked and, mm-hmm. you know, huge intake of breath. Yeah. That would not have happened 10 years ago, mainly because you didn't have a test. Well, yeah, it wouldn't happen with a Prius. No, no it definitely <laughs> wouldn't. This week in Dubai, they announced incentives for um, people to take up the electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles. That's important. You were saying earlier, Dubai is trying to take the lead. At some point, um, you know, we'll begin to see more and more electric cars on the mm-hmm. roads in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Does that mindset then filter through into other aspects of the economy, I wonder? When your daily ride is an electric vehicle or a hybrid vehicle, and you're starting to think about the messages, the environment, efficiency, technology, does that then make you more aware when you go into your daily job or you're running your business? I think it will do, yes, and I think it will do because there are precedents. Um, if you look at what happened over a period of years with, for instance, seatbelt wearing, particularly in the UK, um, nobody wore a seatbelt until, um, what, the late 70s, early 80s, even later than that. But a, a prolonged campaign to um, get people to, to wear seatbelts, um, which was driven for two reasons. One, obviously, people don't want to get hurt. And, um, but two, people who get hurt cost the NHS a lot of money. Um, so there was a combined and prolonged uh, campaign. And now it's, it is very rare, particularly in the UK, to see anybody driving a car without, or of course it's illegal as well, but to see anyone drive a car or even think about driving a car without uh, wearing a seatbelt. Um, so I, th- I think the more these, the more the marketing, um, both from the, the manufacturers and from the, um, from the authorities is, is drilled in, the more it does become, because it's an ever-present message, the more it does become the norm. And I think, yeah, I can quite easily see within five, ten years it being quite normal to, to, to think when you buy a new washing machine or something that you would check out the, the green credentials of it um, in the same way now as perhaps with, with when you buy your food. You, you would like to know where it comes from. You want to know what's in it. It's um, that whole organic messaging. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and that doesn't seem weird to us now. It would have done 20 years ago. Um, now it's completely it's completely normal. You wouldn't think of doing anything else. So yes, I think it's bound to happen. Where uh, the, the the spear that is, let's say, the electric vehicle um, that that kind of opens people's minds to all that that's related to um, renewables and saving the planet and pollution and everything like that, 
will will filter through to probably every aspect of our lives um, within our lifetimes, I would think. Uh, we, we had announcements uh, over the summer from companies like Volvo saying, you know, at some point we're going to draw the line here on the internal combustion. 19, 2019, they'll all be electric by uh, yeah. uh, Incredible. Mm. And the, the knock-on effect on the energy industry, the BP, Shell, Total, these companies, I mean, they're not standing by no. and just continuing, you know, pumping the black stuff, um, expecting that to be to continue to be the future, which, of course, it will still be important, crude, um, for a number of reasons, uh, probably more downstream than necessarily mm. for mm-hmm. power generation. Mm-hmm. But th- the electricity required doesn't mean that you can't avoid the need to actually come up with a way to produce it yeah and so yeah. they'll be producing more electricity not less Mm-mm. because if cars begin to be run on, on power as opposed to essentially Mm-mm. derivatives Mm-mm. Of, of oil where are they going to get it from exactly yeah. and so there's a, there's both a risk and opportunity here for these big oil companies Mm-mm. and big energy companies and big utilities like d1 elsewhere yeah. to i guess get more customers but at the same time they've got to completely pivot their business model, their approach, their R and D, and we're witnessing a huge change. Mm. Perhaps, like the graceful swan, we're not seeing the legs yeah. kicking under the water. Yeah. But there's definitely yeah. a lot going on yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, it's been termed the fourth fourth um, industrial revolution, hasn't it? Um, this whole kind of shift away from what even 15 years ago now seems almost unrecognisable. Um, with regards to the big oil companies, I mean, there's always going to be a place for crude, as you say, because of its it's almost inexhaustible ability to be turned into other things. Um, you know, within electric cars themselves, there are bound to be uh, plastics and, and things that, that are And you can, you can see that here the, in the UAE, for example, they're Absolutely, focused on yeah. petrochemicals yeah. And, and everybody looking at that point of view of, of being that we'll just move it down the, the value Absolutely, chain, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that's more revenue for, for the uh, producers. Value add, yeah. 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 But, but, you know, they... With the BP, I can imagine a time when, you know, because BP, for example, runs petrol stations as the Shell and mm-hmm, Total mm-hmm. elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they in the old days, they used to have that model where they would kind of, you know, own the the energy value chain from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But that really could be the case. I mean, there's a there's a, there's a between offering you charging points for your cars at service stations to actually being the provider of the electricity yeah. to your home. Yeah, it would make sense, yeah. I can see a lot of consolidation yeah. down the line yeah. between different companies around the yeah. world. And yeah. what DWA becomes far more important than just a utility. Mm-hmm. And they're teaming up with the Roads and Transport Authority on these incentives. But then suddenly you're saying, okay, DWA is not just giving you your, in the same way that Adweer does here, or ADDC, giving you your power at home, but your power in your car. Mm-hmm. And then soon... They, they become more of a holistic mm-hmm. uh, utility that maybe starts providing internet absolutely uh, yeah. Yeah. connections and yeah. all other kind of things yeah. going on right yeah I mean from from that point of view I mean they, they could for instance there will be not in the too distant future things like um, you know pavements and roads that are solar um, if you look at driverless cars they're going to need um, uh, directional um, facilities built into roads. Now, if you're building a directional facility into a road, why don't you run your internet cables through that as well? So, if you're also doing that, why don't you run the cables that carry the electricity from the charging point to uh, to and the producer and back? So, yeah, a company like that could quite easily expand to cover a very, very large range of things that we use in everyday life. Um, so, how how... How fast these majors respond to that, I think we'll 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 see those who stay and those who who are going to be bitten. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Well, it is a very interesting time, but I think it's only going to accelerate. So. 
Chris Nelson, Assistant Business Editor at The National, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Please do come back soon to talk about the future of transport. Will do, maybe in a flying car. We'll, we'll look forward to that. <laughs> uh, Kevin Jeffers has been our producer. Thanks to him. Thank you all for listening. Of course, you can download this show and others uh, on iTunes or come to us at thenational.ae where we have fuller coverage of all the stories we cover, not just business, but in our other sections as well. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. <laughs>